Welcome to the Host a Pro podcast, where we interview the world's top e-commerce experts and bring you their stories and lessons to help you grow your business. Welcome to the second part of our interview with Mike Elton, one of the world's top social media experts. His head of strategic partnerships at Agora Pulse, Mike definitely knows a thing or two about growing your brand organically or over social media. Here he discusses all things live video and how live streaming is the best form of content to boost your organic reach. Enjoy the show! Hello everybody and welcome to the 10th episode of Host a Pro, where disruptive influencers talk about e-commerce marketing. Today we have Mike Elton with us. Hi Mike! Hello! Thanks for having me. I'm having fun. Yeah, we're already having fun. Uh, Mike is the head of partnership at Agorapulse and, and the social media geek. Uh, the, these were the, his words. <laughs> uh, and obviously, we're going to speak about social media for e-commerce today, right? Very much so. I'm, I'm excited because uh, it's such a huge topic, uh, it's such a booming industry. Uh, so I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate to, to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's really easy to stand out with the negative feedback. How do you stand out with you know with positive conversation on social media? This is uh, you're right. This is actually harder than it seems because first of all, any kind of compliment, we've been kind of conditioned to think of it as disingenuous because it's not um, it, it's almost too common, right? We go to a website, we see testimonials of that brand's customers on that brand's website. We don't buy it. Um, sure. That could be anybody, you know, unless it's somebody I know, right? Unless I go to maple.com and I see Jay Bear's face and I know Jay Bear's name and I see a comment from Jay and I know that he's talked about you. I mean, that's the degree of skepticism that we're at as a society, yeah. which means one of the things that brands can do and should do when they, when they can is turn to live video because on live video, you hear me you see me, you have no choice but to believe that these words are coming out of my mouth. I'm not an automaton or a Cylon. I'm the one who's actually sitting here saying these things, right? So yeah. if I'm now speaking about an experience that I've had on Maple or, or with another brand, it's that much more believable. And the live video element even takes away the perception for the true skeptics that it might be staged. Again, really savvy brands will have video testimonials on their site, but it's, you know, somebody sitting, professional film crew, maybe they're reading a script, maybe they didn't even write the script. I mean, these are the thoughts that somebody could sure. have as a, as a logical, rational thinking person. But hey, we learned from experience, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we all know. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV is the funny line from the old 80s commercials, right? Yeah. So we know that video can lie but live video is great so as a brand all this is to say when you find a customer that is had has had a really great experience with with your products invite them on live video now it helps if first of all you're already doing live video and this isn't your first rodeo it also helps if um you're doing it on a regular basis, so you have a pattern, you have a show, you have an audience, you have a framework that you can point them to and say, hey, 
we go live every Friday with a little bit of a town hall. We share with our community what's new with, with our products and organization or services. Um, you know, we, we bring on some of our staff and we give them that human face. These are all wonderful things to do with live video. And we'd like you to come on for just five minutes. And we'd like to ask you about that experience that you shared with us. Some people will do it, some people won't. Not everybody's comfortable in live video, particularly consumers who may not be used to it. But if you give them as much information as you can up front, you show them, this is what we're doing, this is how we're gonna make you look, maybe even offer them, hey, and afterwards we'll give you a discount or you know some other value add, give them some incentive to want to participate. Now you create an environment for the rest of your consumers and potential consumers to see and hear exactly what someone just like them experienced. And that's really what most people are looking for. This is why, again, word of mouth is so popular uh, and so effective because it allows me as a consumer to hear what my friend Matt, another consumer just like me, experienced with your brand or product. And I trust that experience more than the marketing language that comes from the brand itself. So that's the powerful way to do it. The perfect combination, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you a whole different question, taking it a little bit to another direction uh, and talking about channels and platforms. Mm. You know, today there are so many, it, it looks like, you know, every month you have a launch of another new platform, whether it's voice, whether it's video, um, and e-commerce brands are starting to struggle and ask themselves, what do I do with all those platforms or where should I focus? And if I'm a fashion brand, should I be still on Instagram or do I have to be on TikTok? And, you know, all those questions. Can you put some order <laughs> within this uh, <laughs> overwhelming space? <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm laughing because this question comes up a lot. And I see a lot of different answers from it. People will say, hey, it's a brand. You need to focus on one channel and stick with it and kind of ignore the shiny objects, which is the new stuff that comes out, whether they're features or channels, social networks, whatever the case might be. Other people will go to the other end of the spectrum and say, as a brand in a competitive space, jumping in on a new platform like TikTok or something even newer than TikTok. TikTok's technically not even new, right? Yeah. But jumping in on a new platform is a way to differentiate yourself. And the reason why we see these different answers, there's this huge spectrum of answers, is because the true answer to the question is it's complicated. All right. So I want to just first impart that on brands. This is a hard question to answer. It's a very individualized question. It is an important one. So the first thing any brand should be thinking about is where's my audience today? And if possible, where will my audience be in six to 12 months? Beyond that, it's going to be really hard to look. But if you're studying and you're, you're watching some videos or maybe you're talking to some experts, this is again where it's a really good, um, it's really helpful to have experts available. This is why Maple's so great. You could ask them, hey, what do you see happening in 12 months? with the social media industry and, and platforms overall, where do you see TikTok and Instagram going? And people who are in the know, know. And I, and I say that to mean people like myself who are following the industry and we're reading and we're listening. We know what's happening. We heard just last week, the guy who's in charge of Instagram tell us where Instagram's going in 12 months. Now that's not known by mainstream media. That's not something that your normal business owner would know. But people who are watching the industry 
understand that. We're following that. So that's an important consideration. Where's your audience today? And where will they be in 12 months based on what we know the networks are doing? And then start to think about as an industry, as a, as a, as a business in our particular industry, which forms of, of medium play best for our audience and suit our strengths? These are kind of two related questions, right? For instance, I already mentioned live video. Live yep. video, live shopping might be really popular in certain segments with certain kinds of audiences, like say fashion or, or the kinds of things that you might sell in that way. Is that something that I can learn? Is that something that I'm good at? Is that something that I can embrace as a brand? Can I le really lean in to live video? That's an important question. And as you start to ask these questions and then come up with your best guess as to what the answers might be, that'll begin to shape your decision in terms of, okay, what do I do with all these platforms, yeah. right? All the platforms have live video today. This is something I've, I've been saying for a couple of years that live video will become ubiquitous and it's, we're pretty much there. You can go live on LinkedIn, on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, as well as Facebook and, and Twitter and so on. So should you? Probably not. You probably shouldn't be going live on all those platforms. Uh, it, but it depends on your business and the industry and the people you're trying to reach. If you're selling fashion, right? If you're selling Hawaiian shirts in a Star Wars print, I get these wonderful ads on Instagram for Hawaiian shirts with Star Wars prints because if they're paying attention, they know I like Star Wars. I would not put those same ads. That's on good LinkedIn. to know, by the way. <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah. And I just really just put it out there to the world, right? So now I'm yeah, going to for... more ads. Get <laughs> it. Alexa's listening, Siri's listening. So <laughs> um, that kind of product I wouldn't put on LinkedIn because it's a different audience. They're not on LinkedIn casually. They're usually on LinkedIn for business purposes. So they're not going to be in the mindset of shopping for personal items. But if I was that business, I would absolutely be live streaming on Amazon because that's a platform where people are not only interested like on Instagram, I'm usually there Thank for you so purposes. Much. So if somebody puts an ad for a product, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm in that mindset. But when I'm on Amazon, I'm in an even deeper mindset of being open to opening my wallet because of the shopping experience. We do the same thing. We say the same thing in other areas of, of marketing where we talk about how if you are giving somebody a long article, a long written article about a particular topic. At the end of that article, the thing you want them to do next is probably read more long form articles because they're in that mindset. They're in, they've mm -hmm. sat down, they're reading, they've committed themselves. Same thing with live video. If you're giving somebody a live video and it's like 30, 45 minutes, like an, an interview, which yeah. is fantastic. At the end of that interview, our kind of gut reaction usually is, oh, they've already committed a lot of time. And I don't want to take up more of their time. So let me give them something short to do. But in reality, from a psychological perspective, I'm now in the mindset where I've, I'm committed to learning long form via video. Give me more. Yeah, so it's watch more effective. House the Pro shows. Watch more. <laughs> You've got nine episodes that you can jump back into exactly. uh, and, and really <laughs> learn and, and get that deep dive. So yeah. again, you know, going back to the question, it's complicated because there are all these factors that you need to consider. And I can't just say a blanket statement, ignore new platforms. 
because you would do so at your own peril. As a business, Amazon Live is new. Amazon itself isn't new. But the live streaming aspect of Amazon is a new feature. You could almost call it a new channel. And I would be remiss if I said, ignore it yeah. and only go live on Facebook. That's probably not smart advice for some businesses. Yeah. Others, not so much. So just go into that question knowing it's complicated. I need, as a business owner, to give myself time to do a little bit of research, to talk to some people and come up with a strategy that makes sense for my business and then revisit it every 12 to 18 months. And maybe another thing that you said here that can also be taken under consideration is you know, the level of intent. So if the channel they're spending their time on has a lower level of intent, maybe I'll you know, think twice before I you know, invest my resources in you know, putting live videos and really expanding my brand there rather than Amazon Live and you know places where I know my audience are already in the mindset of buying. Maybe if there is a new feature or you know a new platform somewhere in the high intent zone, I will be more likely to invest and actually get you know better ROI on that on short term and long term. That is so true. Twitter is a great example. Twitter bought Periscope uh, about six years ago. Periscope was a live streaming platform, one of the first um, dedicated platforms to live streaming along with Meerkat that came out in 2015. Twitter bought them, integrated it, and it struggled for years. Why? We've got live streaming that has flourished on Facebook and, and other platforms, and now Amazon, this e-commerce giant, has added live streaming. Why wouldn't live streaming do well on Twitter? Well, it's exactly why you just said. The intent of people who go to Twitter is to read some quick tweets and then leave the platform. They don't tend to spend much time there. In a live stream, you know, 15, 30, 45 minutes, easy. People don't go to Twitter to spend that much time. So the feature, the channel, if you will, really struggled on that platform because of the intent. Now, again, this is where people who are paying attention to the platforms can help inform your decisions. I can tell you that Twitter is working very hard to change that paradigm and shift it. They are adding all these new features, fleets and spaces, which is audio, and uh, Twitter Blue, which is a subscription service, and they've integrated Review, which is long-form content, all designed <clears throat> excuse me, to give creators more tools to create content, long-form content, video, audio, or written, that you as a consumer will spend more time there and potentially even pay for and thus change how people use that platform in its entirety. That's something that a business might look at and say, oh, I might be able to take advantage of that. Even though it's super years. hard when your name is Twitter. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's super hard. But you might see other big name creators that are aligned with your brand investing time there. You might see a celebrity who Where's your shoes? You might see, you know, an, uh, you might see the compet competition for your brand, you know, investing time there. Whatever the case might be, uh, you might see an influencer who creates videos that are very much related to your space. This is probably the best example, right? Watch where the influencers are going who are creating videos. You know, it's not just YouTube anymore. It's TikTok and it's Twitter and so on. Those are opportunities for you as a brand to pay attention and, and potentially move into that channel. Cool. Um, 
So you know, let's let's go practically. You know, uh, let's give some practical tips to those e-commerce brands listening to us right now. Uh, what would you? What would be you know the first step you would take? I don't think there are a lot of e-commerce brands you know seeing us right now and thinking, no, I already you know monetize uh, social media for my brand. I have nothing to do there anymore. Uh, there is always you know so much potential, and everyone feels like yeah, I can do so much more. What would be you know the first step you would? Uh, suggest e-commerce brands really looking to scale their social media marketing? I would say the very first thing I would do is start with video. And because we've already talked about it a couple of times. And like I said, it's ubiquitous. You can go live anywhere. And that means that as a brand, you could have a Facebook channel right now. Most brands have a Facebook page and you could be going live to your Facebook page right now. And as a consequence, you would be teaching yourself how to go live. You would be slowly assembling the equipment that you need and the skills that you need to look at the camera and speak intelligently, to interview a guest, to show off a product. You know, I could, you know, grab a product and say, hey, this is fantastic and here's why. That takes a little bit of practice and skill and intent. You can develop run of show, which is a, a basically a listing of what you want to cover in a particular show and the interview skills that you would need to go live. And I'm saying all that because you don't know as a brand which channels are going to be best for you in a couple of years. We just talked about that, right? Yeah. Uh, best guess is going to be 6, 12, 18 months tops. But if you focus instead on a skill, on an approach, to leveraging social media that is independent of the platform that is going to serve you well for the rest of your existence as a brand. You can be interviewing individuals just like we're having a, a fun interview right now. It could be live. It could be recorded. If it's recorded, you can stream it live later. You can take this recorded video. I'm using Ecamm right now to broadcast my camera because I have a nice Canon DSLR camera sitting behind my monitor. With Ecamm, right now, I could pull a video right off of my desktop and push it out into this interview. And I, I could do the same thing to a live stream to Amazon or Twitter or Twitch or any other platform that might make sense for your brand. And you could be taking those videos, even the old ones where you weren't very good because none of us are good on our first few videos. Trust me. Yeah, I know, it's, I know. It's a universal <laughs> truth, right? I've been on these videos and, and I still don't think I'm very good, but I've been doing video for almost a decade now, back when Google Plus was a thing. Here, I'm going to date myself. My first live videos <laughs> were Google Plus Hangouts on Air because it was huge back then. 10 years ago, yeah. Google Plus was huge. 500 million people were using Google Plus every single month. I had a quarter million followers on Google wow. Plus. So I was doing these wonderful panels. Google had up to 10 people at a time on a live video back then. All that's to say, you can take those videos and repurpose them into blog content, ebook content, podcasts, short form videos, right? You can take a video interview with somebody like we're doing right now. No, I'm taking a list. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you can take a 60 second snippet of this interview right now and just crop me out vertically. And now you've got a TikTok or an Instagram reel or every other platform now has vertical video. So again, that's ubiquitous. That's where I would start. Start with yeah. video. You can use, you know, start with your phone. We all have a, a great iPhone or Android device that takes good video. 
and if you've got a DSLR, great. If not, it's not a huge investment, but that's something you can build to. The Ecamm software that I'm using is not expensive. These are all options within reach of a brand. And again, if you go in it with a perspective of, oh, I'm going to learn how to leverage video because I know if I learn how to leverage video, I can apply it to every channel or any channel. That's worth the investment. It's about building those social media muscles. And right now, the main muscle is video. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and I should say, I'm a writer. I don't enjoy video personally. I'm not evangelizing something that I just love, and that's why I'm saying it. I love to write. That's, I was telling us, you know, before the call, I spent the weekend working. For me, that was writing. And that's actually like my my peaceful joy time is to have a Saturday afternoon. I have two little girls, they're napping or, or on their own, and I can just hold up in my office and write. That's fun for me. So believe me when I say, you know, I'm not doing this because I just think everybody should do video. I'm saying it because it's truth in marketing. Um, amazing. This was an amazing video as well. <laughs> an amazing interview. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure, and I learned a lot. I'm sure you know our audience uh, learned a lot. Remember to visit us on maple.com as well to learn more from our experts and our network of experts. Um, how how was it for you? <laughs> this is fantastic, and and I do enjoy this. I do love being interviewed because. Um, you, you toss up questions and I'm able to just geek out a little bit and share from, from my experience. And I appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Hoster Pro podcast. If you have any questions for our speakers or would like to learn more about Maple and our network of experts, please visit our website at maple.com, M-A-Y-P-L-E.com. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your community. See you next time.